You're listening to Binging the Devils for a One Piece Manga Read-Through Podcast, where sometimes during the binge, we take a break, kick back, and put on a movie or TV special. And sometimes, we even bring along friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Binging the Devil's Fruit Gaiden, where we discuss the One Piece live-action Netflix show. Uh, today, we're talking about the episode five and six. I'm your host, John Mugiwara Jam, joined as always by my co-host, Jeff Peanut. Hey! And my and girlfriend, Christine. I was getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, um, You would know. <laughs> Game recognizes anyway. game. <laughs> anyway, well, welcome to our next episode. We're, uh, we, we don't have Charles on again because I think uh, he's a little bit busy at the moment. But for now, we are here to discuss episodes five and six. And the first episode we're going to talk about is episode five, Eat at Baratier. And geez, shit, we're actually past the half point now. The, there's only eight episodes in the season. Yay. Oh, damn. And when we last uh, left off, the writer's strike uh, ended. Uh, but right as we're speaking right this second, the, the SAG after is meeting with the studios again and Lord willing, and you will all know by the time we're done recording this, Lord willing, a deal is reached or I, I'm going to put it out there that the deal is reached. So that way we can, they can uh, start season two. Uh, Knock two. on wood. All right. I just knocked on a bunch of wood. <laughs> you sure did. And uh, so uh, we, a, uh, Continue where we left off on the revelation that Gop is Luffy's grandpa. Uh, yeah. And a reveal that doesn't get shown until chapter 400 and something in the manga. Oh, oh that looks so good. You're, oh. you're not even close to that. Oh, damn. We, you and I just finished recording, covering episode 120, or uh, chapter 120 of the manga. Oh, and yeah, we have a little flashback of Luffy uh, trying to build a little pirate raft. And then Garp walks up to him and is like, what What you making there, boy? It's a uh, it's a little pirate ship. And he goes, oh, isn't that cute? But it's wrong! And knocks it down. <laughs> oh, that I know it's a ship memory from my childhood. <laughs> And he has, oh my god, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he actually does wear a Hawaiian shirt in the manga when he was younger. I, I'm, uh, I'm wondering, did they paint his beard white for current, or does, or is he actually like you know kind of scruffy in real life? I have to wonder what parts the makeup. Hmm. And yeah, he's shooting cannonballs at uh, Luffy's ship that go and marry. And yeah, they start taking on damage. But if I remember correctly. Luffy, he uh, pulls out his signature, one of his moves, and uh, it was the Gum Gum Bloom, it was called. Yeah, and uh, this further proved to me that uh, Marvel Studios are cowards because they changed Miss Marvel's powers to be spectral whatever because like oh nobody nobody would be able to take rubber power seriously meanwhile uh, netflix one piece has been the most watched show for a straight fucking month on streaming and they did it just fine yeah and then oh that doesn't even get into what uh the marvel did to the comics (laughs) like uh they had they they actually cut off Miss Martha and rebooted her as a mutant, just like in the MCU. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then she joined the X-Men. 
but you know it's not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Copacos wants wants him taken alive. I because he wants to send an example to Luffy. More lore that and, the Netflix show is creating. Uh Luffy <laughs> Garp is talking to him through a Den Den Mushi uh, megaphone. A thing they don't have. I freaking love those things. I know it's great. Yeah, they just have them as cameras and uh uh and uh phones and the Oh yeah, and then Garp literally starts throwing cannonballs. And before you ask, yes, he does that in the manga. But in the manga, they're bigger. Holy oh, and then when Very Luffy good. fires it back with the the gum uh, gum gum balloon, Garp's not pissed. He's actually overjoyed. I wonder why that is. So, yeah, it, it, I don't I don't know. Maybe he's proud of his son for being able to stand stand up. He's not probably not happy that he's a pirate, but he's like, yeah, that's my boy. I mean, not but, but I I don't know what to feel here. Yeah, and I'll do Cody Himepo. It's Kobe, Austin. I don't know where you're getting Cody from. Shit, that's the Yakahog talking. Nope, you you were you were you were sober last episode and you still got it wrong. <laughs> uh true. Oh, I won't deny that. Well, because because Luffy took out their mass, that that, that meant that they lost their win, which means they had to slow mm-hmm. down. So uh, Luffy and crew had to uh have an advantage and they get away. But they go into what looks like the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I have other fuck. And then and then we got our next title drop, which is uh <laughs> ducky. I love him. It's in the pig leg. That is the um that is the symbol of a character we have not yet met. Oh, oh. But then uh yep, like I said, they're stuck in that fog. Uh <laughs> this is whether I wouldn't even drive to work in. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Usopp's like, man, you can't see anything in the soup. But Luffy goes, soup, I'm hungry. Wait, do you smell that? Uh, and but, but at first, before they, before they smell food, uh, Nami's like, so are we going to address the elephant in the room? That the, oh, right, the that. vice admiral of the Marines is Luffy's grandpa. He just should have didn't tell us till now. And then we, uh, and, and then you get one of the funniest uh, um, character interactions. It's like Zoro, you go talk to him. It's like, hey, Luffy, you want to talk about it? No, okay, good talk. That <laughs> <laughs> just seemed like. Uh, oh, you, you, those of you listening, you might think I'm exaggerating, but that's exactly how it goes. It's like, hey, you want to talk about it? Nah, cool. And it's like he didn't want to. What do you say? He didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> you were supposed to talk to him. I died. He didn't want to. I have that's great. I- they really, I know I don't know if I went out this before, but they really understand the characters, which is great for compared to all the other anime adaptations they've done. There it goes. Yeah, I, I remember um, the co-showrunner Matt Owens talked to Oda, and uh, Oda asked him the question of why does he think he uh, just thinks he deserves to be the one to uh, uh, adapt One Piece, and he and then he told them why. I forget that what his exact reason was, but he's uh, but then after Oda heard him say that, he said, "Yeah, it can only be you." Uh, yeah and yeah like you said luffy starts sniffing it and smelling food soy sauce butter and meat specifically that sounds like my kind of dish Mm. oh yeah i forgot you love asian cuisine and this is where they find the barat a thai baratier 
Baratier shit. You know what? The translators of the the people that have translated this uh, this story can't seem to agree on it either. Four kids had Brody. Uh, I didn't hear Baratier till the Funimation dub, and then I, then I guess the Netflix show stressed it that way too. In fact, I think the Japanese uh, version even said Barati. So it, it, there's no, there's no real agreement, but it's it's Baratier. You want to add a fourth language? You screw up Austin. <laughs> you want to add French? <laughs> so, why not? For those of you that uh, want to know what that third one is, uh, look forward to Super Bonus Round in December. <laughs> yeah, that is the. Baratier, it is. Yeah, they they, they reached the Baratier, which was one Oops. of the first one of the first things I saw on like the behind the scenes when the show was about to come out. They like this this is not uh, stupid ass Marvel Studios uh, green screen. That is an actual boat that they built. Yeah, that they built that on the coast shit. of South Africa, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, and those are actual people there. Amazing. Let's hope it stays that way because Netflix wants to scam people on AI and use them them instead. Oh God! I I remember seeing one clip of a bunch of background on the uh, uh, AI people, and they looked so unsettling. And yeah, uncanny. they looked like they looked like. You ever seen the YouTube channel Really Three D? The guy who really? made per- the Really Three D. He makes purposefully bad three uh, D animations, and they looked like that. Oh God. And then they check into the Baratier, and look, they're wearing more costumes from the the, the color spreads again. Yeah, Luffy has Ofo's like a farm boy, and Nami's rocking that pink. She actually did wear that in the Baratier arc, so that's that's accurate. Although I think that the boob window wasn't there, but I th- I guess they just added that. Yeah, yeah Nami yeah, manages to bribe their way to a table after Luffy and Usopp's begging doesn't work. Yeah, it's like, listen, we're a famous pirate. Uh, we're a famous pirate crew. He's not famous yet, but mm-hmm. may, maybe you, maybe you'll hear of him soon. Can we get a table in three weeks? <laughs> yeah, and their waiter um, sort of looks human. Interesting. He is like fit. He, he, he has. He has a, like a glow. I looks w- like a goldfish slash bull. No, uh, uh, blowfish. Yeah, that was what it's called. Sorry, stout's starting to hit me. Well, the stout's about to hit them because they're being served. Apparently, uh, they've uh, checked on the table, and Zoro has a hard time sitting down because he will not check his swords. Yeah. And then and- in the kitchen, we get introduced to none other than future cook of the Straw Hat Pirates, Sanji. Uh, yeah, I noticed that uh, the actor gave him a little bit of a French accent, which is appropriate since... Uh- Sanji's supposed to be French in the manga. I'm pretty sure that might be his natural accent too. Like he's actually a Spanish oh, actor, but he has like French descendancy. Uh, yeah, he's played by Taz Schuyler. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought his name was Patty with D, but uh, they named him Patty after like the hamburger. Yeah, like to like Patty and Carne, but Carne doesn't appear to be in here because they, I guess, they couldn't find anybody who didn't look like Cheech Marin. Mm-hmm. And, and he, uh, yeah, Santi made his own creation, and but uh, the uh, head chef Zep refuses to serve it because it's not on the menu. And, he, and, and also, he's not even—he's not even a cook. He's not even a line cook either. He's supposed to be a waiter. 
Or he was, but like now that he's refusing to serve what's on the menu, it's like, nope, you're going back to uh, waiting tables again. Yeah, he, he, okay, so he was a line cook, but he took him off because uh, he he um, he refused to follow the instructions. Then that gets him onto his iconic suit. Yeah, he got the drip. And then we see a uh, pirate uh, picking a fight with. They don't say his name in the Netflix show, but that's Captain Lieutenant Fullbody. Who's that again? He was uh okay, so in the uh, in the manga, um he was a uh he was a marine that uh Luffy and them encountered before they got to the Baradier. Like uh like Luffy had just gotten his bounty. He was the first marine ca- uh, uh official to go after him. But then they got into a scuffle and then they fired a cannonball at at him, but Luffy has shit aim and he fired it all the way to where the Barati was, and he hit Zeph in his, like, his quarters, Whoops. which is what led to them going to the Barati, Barati anyway, and then Luffy had to work as a sherboy. boy. And then Full Body eventually later meets up at the Barati with his, with his wife, or his his date, I guess, and then he tries to... Uh, he doesn't like that Sanji's uh, making moves on his woman, so then he tries to insist that there's a fly in his soup, uh, but um, Sanji beats the shit out of him. So wait, wait, who's who? Captain Fullbody is the guy in the pink. Mm. Like he's not named in the Netflix show, but that is definitely him. Sh- show me picture. Oh, he, he okay. He's he's in the times. Yeah, they, he shows up later. But like this is what he looked like in his first appearance. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, that's pretty spot on. I said missing the scar on his cheek. Yeah, I don't see a scar. It's probably there. Like you can't really see Luffy's mm-hmm. unless you like literally look uh, you at it. Be on the cushion, buddy. You get too attached to him because you got to put him away eventually. Aww. All right. So then uh, there's a scuffle between a pirate and the character who is not the, the character pirate from a nose full body. And then Sanji literally kicks the crap out of both of them. Mm-hmm. And With it isn't legs. Yeah. He, uh, so fun fact has Skylar like trained in martial arts to like uh, fight exclusively with his feet. And he, oh, did, wow. and he That's did amazing. He, that was not a stunt man doing those. That was Taz Skyler doing those stunts. Wow, that is real dedication to your role. Also, like, holy shit. Also, um, they don't name her and I don't think she even has a name, but a uh, full body's date. Pretty spot on too. Let me see if I can look her up real quick before I get a picture. Of her. Yep. Um, oh, the woman's name is Moody. Yep. That's definitely her. Oh, see. Well, got the codes and everything. Yeah, they 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 yeah. followed like to the letter of this. So yeah, Moody looks on in horror. Uh, but uh, man, it's a shame that they don't have this expanded upon because because uh, then you don't get the satisfaction that Sanji basically just cut full body. Mm. But then he brings the uh, the uh, the muffins over to the Straw Hats uh, table. And he's like, "Welcome to the shitty mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, how can I shittily serve you?" <laughs> Oh, Austin, got, uh, Austin! You'll get the original. You'll get the original context of that line very soon, actually. But then uh, oh, uh, he, he's no. he, he's rude as hell to the rest of the Straw Hats. But then he sees. Some, oh it, yeah, of course. I'm see, on that charm. And uh, his uh, his demeanor turns on a dime. And uh, frankly, I don't blame him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so then he takes their order, and uh, there's like, uh, let's just get order a bunch of uh, beers. Uh, and she's like, uh, would you like some wine, madam? Water. Sparkling mineral water? Water, water. Thank you. <laughs> and then they leave. And they're like, he was hitting on you. 
All right, Austin, you may continue with the summary. Yeah, so, yeah, they order a bunch of food and go for it a little bit. Then the, yeah, so this this might be, like, the closest the crew has felt to be uh, being a crew uh, so far. Like, yeah, they, they got a ship and everything, but, like, like this is, like, them legitimately hanging out. But uh, then, yeah, and then not, not all is uh, uh, fun and games, because we're going back to uh, Garp and his crew while they're trying to fix the mask. The mast, I should say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the mess of a mast. Yeah, which set them back by a day or two. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Gop uh, starts to get a little desperate. So he thinks of a guy who can help him with this little problem. Yep. And not just any guy. Well, first he has to dial his, uh, his snail phone. And uh, call up a friend. And who that friend might be? Uh, well, first he hears death and destruction on the phone. He's like, sorry. Oh, yeah, and this is where things oh, get I love real. It. And then really changing. And he apparently calls up Pirate Dracula Mihawk, who is in the middle Body of slaughtering of a, of the sea. one of the seven warlords of the sea. And for those of you that don't know what the seven warlords of the seas are, they are pirates that are government sanctioned where they, as long as they take a cut of the uh, their treasure, I think it was about half or so, they are free reign and won't be hunted by the government. And Dracula Mihawk is one of those seven. And Ooh. Garp being desperate decides, you know what? If we're stuck here, I'll just uh, levy my power to make... Uh, Mihawk do that, but Mihawk's like, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something. And, and what's that something? He's facing against the a crew of the Pirate Creek. Yeah, who were the real yeah, like- villains of the Barati arc? Okay, this is the first mat. This is a massive change from the manga. Yes, yeah. Mihawk did did indeed appear in uh, the Barati arc of. Uh, God, that scene was uh, so cool. Oh. But but Mihawk stumbled in uh, after sleeping. But I, I do like this change, though, because Mihawk, in the past tense, before the manga started, did attack uh, Don Krieg's ship. But now Don Krieg has been relegated to the side, and he's just uh, sword fodder for Dracula Mihawk. And yep, oh, look, there's even Pearl on the ground. Oh, so, I didn't notice that the first time around. So yeah, so uh, Don Krieg goes up against Mihawk, and... If anyone's wondering, like, oh, this would be the uh, some of the changes that John wouldn't like, right? I'm like, no, I'm kind of in line with the fandom. And in terms of villains, Don Krieg is, like, one of the most boring of the entire franchise. Like, he just has weapons and gold armor. Beyond that, he's just basically fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I, I do like that they adapted material that actually was in the manga, because, like, Mihawk attacking Don Krieg's ship did, in fact, happen. You just didn't see it. But they changed it so like, nope, this is their final encounter. This is their first and only encounter. And Mihawk deals with them easily. And they even have, um, it's not the Howie scream or the uh, the Wilhelm scream. It's like another stock scream I've heard all my life. And then (laughs) you hear it come from the snail phone. And uh, yeah, the Don Creek Pirates are basically done. Oh, and Hold on, Christine hasn't said anything in a while. Yes. Oh, sorry. So... So can you so can you say Don Krieg is Don Krieg? He 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 he. Uh, but you saying a lot, and it's a goddamn pun Thank on you. Rich's level. <laughs> uh. Rich would Rich would be proud of you, and you know what he'd say? Yep. 
Not even the alcohol can make that funny. So Austin, since you recently read the um the 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 uh, Baratier arc, how did you feel about Don Krieg being relegated to uh um <laughs> new villain fodder uh instead of being the overarching <laughs> villain of the Brady arc now? Yeah, honestly, he uh, the East Blue villains he uh, didn't have much of an impact compared to the others, especially not like Bucky or Arlon or hell, even not like like uh, Kalador or. Uh, well, there, there, there. Shit, you, what was her name? There is another Alvida. The Alvida, Alvida, yeah, Alvida yeah. was important. She, Alvida is way more important than uh, Don Krieg is because Alvida, yeah, she was she was the first villain, and that, that's who Kobe was uh, working underneath. Don mm-hmm. Krieg. Uh, there's an aspect of his story that we'll get into as the episode goes on. That's makes it important, but you don't really need Don Krieg for that. So it, I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. If you were going to cut one villain from the main story, uh, I'm happy it was Krieg. Mm-hmm. Who, who fucking cares? Yeah. So they're yeah. so they're enjoying their meal, and they have a toast, and my God, the, some of the food that Luffy's eating looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, especially that uh, beer. I actually have to wonder if uh, Luffy and them actually are drinking. Well, I know Zoro's drinking, but... Uh, Actually, wait. Oh, yeah, they're they're, 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 all, the they're all under they're all under the legal drinking age. So yeah, they're all. Uh, <laughs> but then again, it's the uh, laws of One Piece are uh, applied differently. And when since when do pirates follow the law? Exactly. It's th- that's kind of the whole point of why they're not following the law. Mm-hmm. But that they also bring up again. It's like, uh, so are we at all going to address the fact that your grandfather is a vice admiral? <laughs> And then the rest of them are like, well, you know, as pirates, we were going to go up against the government eventually. So it's just a matter of. Uh... But, oh, yeah. And then the Things check comes get... in and then uh, he hands it to Sanji and Sanji's like, oh, no, sir. Thank you. <laughs> it's not. supposed to be a generous look, look, amount. Look, it's, an, it's, a, it's in the generous amount of I owe you some other time. Oh, oh, okay. So Luffy's drinking milk. Yeah, Luffy's not much of a. Gr- Actually, he does drink, but he just doesn't drink as nearly as much as Zoro does. <laughs> He's even got the penny straw. And yeah, Chef's not happy about the IOU, but Luffy insists he'll pay him once he finds the One Piece. It's like it's like I can pay you in future credit. The only thing more yeah. worthless to me than that is NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Chef is not happy about how that uh, IOU at all. So he's insisting Luffy has to work for an entire year under him. Yep, which is uh, not too different from how it went. In the, but like, like I said earlier, like the the big the, the in the manga, um, he destroyed part of the Baratier with a with a misaimed cannonball. So the, so he had to pay for the damages. This time he's not paying for the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, if I remember the manga, he breaks a lot of the dishes. Yeah, he he bra- he's like listening to a conversation while he's like lightly washing them, and then he just throws them while he's li- while he's eavesdropping on a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a kind of like a bit in the. 
Speaking of bits from the manga I wish were in here, I remember when uh, he was scolding Luffy when they were arguing about how many, how long he should work and for how much. Um, when Zeph was like yelling at him, he would like bend his head down him uh, with like, like his tie, big tall hat and like smack him with it while it was still uh. on his head. It was in the manga, but it was more prominently in the anime the because head? it was funny. It was funnier to animate. Oh, that is my type of drink Usopp is drinking right there. Yeah, so now we cut to the there's another change from the uh, uh, manga, but I don't mind this one 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 bit. It's yeah, actually a really they, cool uh, one. So instead yeah, of yeah, they have a lounge. Yeah, instead of the the fish part of the Baradier building being like a battleship, it's a bar. And honestly, that shit's cool as hell. I would love to like eat there at like Universal Japan or something. Oh, that would be amazing! Like they do, uh, like uh, water underwater restaurants, Baradier. Why would it be, under, be why amazing. would it be underwater? The Baradier is above. No, on the water. I heard you say on. I heard you say under. I heard him say on. So if my words get mixed up more than usual, that's the alcohol talking. Well, well I guess you're I guess you're just trying to fit the scene because everybody else is like like my god, what is this not even drinking? He looks like he's drinking from like a like an urn. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nami sees this as an opportunity to, to uh, escape, not just the conversation, but she's looking to get the hell away from uh, the Marines, period, because she's really stricken up about the whole uh, Luffy's uh, grandfather's vice admiral thing. And so she asks a random stranger, hey, I got money. Can you, like, escort me to uh, the Konomi Islands, like, tomorrow? I wonder why she want to go there and why she's so scared of the Marines catching her. Well, I gave you part of the reason. Oh, and yeah, I, this is where we, uh, I think this is where God explains Kobe why the seven water, the seas are a thing or what? Well, I, I, well, Kobe and Helmepo are talking to each other first. Like oh, uh, right, he's right, bothered, right. he's bothered by the whole thing personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's seen, starting to see how corrupt uh, the moons can be. Yeah, um, you don't know the half of it, Kobe. I'm sorry, and Austin, neither do you. <laughs> oh no, I can imagine it gets much worse. Oh, like irredeemably worse. Like you're not even ready for some of the shit that they do. And those of you listening too, if you if you're if you're Netflix uh, Opla only watchers, almost said worst like the German sausage again. So yeah, so alcohol. So Helmepo explains what I said earlier that uh, uh, the seven warlords of the sea are seven pirate captains who were pardoned by the world government. Where in exchange for part of their intake from their treasure, they are allowed free reign. But they're also mm-hmm. at the beck and call of the Marines if they need them for something. Like, hey, I need you to take out this person or defend this person, or I need you here while we do this. They have to answer. Mm-hmm. And surely nothing can go wrong when a pirate is sanctioned by the government and uh, is allowed to do whatever they want, free reign, scot free, mm-hmm. right? Stay tuned for whatever season two is supposed to be adapting. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh no! I can only imagine what that's in reference to. Mm, and for now, you'll have to. But either way, we—I guess we cut back to. Yep, we cut back to Luffy doing more chores, and 
Has he washed a single one of those dishes? I doubt it. At least... Oh, I guess this is his yeah, next they're round. they're not in pieces, so obviously they're not. But yeah, uh, Luffy gets a moment where he talks to Sanji alone in the kitchen after everyone's gone home for the night. Oh, yeah, and they... Oh, I like... I actually like that dialogue where Luffy says, I don't really have a two regrets. No point in looking back. Yeah, so something like my uncle likes to say, you can't go backwards, you only go forwards. Mm-hmm. And then he's uh, and, yeah, and then and Luffy, the, then Luffy okay. points out to Sanji that it's like, you know, that blue that true uh, that bluefin sa- uh, saute you made that never got served. I really like that. In fact, I don't think I've had mm-hmm. better food in my entire life. You are a good cook, so why does it keep you off? Yeah, and Sanji uh, uh, says, talks about uh, how why he, why he hates working at Barata, and Luffy asks him what his dream is. It's, and his dream and, is the all blue, to, uh, to, to, to find the all blue, which is a corner of the world where uh, the fish from, all, from every single region of the world gather in one place. It's basically a cook's paradise. We're like, Whatever you want to make, you don't, whatever you want to make with whatever animal uh, fish you want to uh, cook it with, they're all in one place. You don't have to like scour the world for them. Just pick one from right there. So it's like the one piece of fish of fishing spots. Well, the, we we still don't even know what the one piece is. It's just oh. a, it's just a, tra- a treasure. But like the all blue is allegedly yeah. the all blue is allegedly a place where fish from all over gather, and pl- not to mention fish that haven't been seen. Period. Huh. Yeah, and Luffy insists he should follow that dream, but Sanji says he can't because he owes a debt to uh, Chef. F and what is that debt? Well, do we find out in this episode or next? The next one. But the, ah, yeah, but the for, next one. For first, opportunity comes knocking on the door. Well, opportunity for someone to eat because they need to eat. Uh, oh, yeah. He's the, from the manga. Yeah, so, so Ze- uh, Don Krieg and all of them are dead, but Gein is still in this. Interesting. Yeah, interesting that they uh, still keep this in the manga. Yeah, even, even though I was like, I was I was certain that all of Don Krieg's crew were decimated and we wouldn't see Gein at all, but then all of a sudden he shows up. He's probably just the one that got away. Yeah, and uh, uh, Chauncey's about to uh, cook him a meal after he begged, but Patty, of course, isn't happy about Chauncey cooking for free, but Chauncey insists that he can't just let a man starve. Yeah, I wonder why he might might think that. So, while the ad's playing during our coverage, um, the reason why I brought up that this is weird is because Gein is a member of Don Krieg's crew, uh, for those of you that haven't read or, uh, the manga or watched the anime, Gein's a member of Don Cree's crew, and he uh, he uh, plays out the same. He uh, uh, he begs for food, says he's starving. Him and his crew are decimated, but then he he eventually sends out goes back out to sea to Don Cree's crew, and Don Cree and tells them, "Hey, um, there's a great place uh, that I, I was saved by them." And then Don Cree comes in. Uh, he's uh, he's like starving and everything too, and begs to be fed. Everyone obviously refuses, but then Sanji, of course, feeds him. And it's, uh, it's of course, as soon as Sanji feeds him, Don Creed goes whole hog and de- destroys the place and tries to take it for himself. Obviously, that can't happen here because Don Creed is fucking 
deader than dirt. Six feet under. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, I remember that from episode two of Beastmaker. No. <laughs> I haven't watched Peacemaker since it first dropped. Yeah, and oh yeah, Luffy tells him about the One Piece and how he's gonna uh, go to the Grand Line, but uh, uh, fuck, what was his name? Gein. Gein uh, warns him that they came from the Grand Line. I'm looking for the One Piece. It's Don't three you. letters, Austin. G-I-N. <laughs> G-I-N. And Gein warns Luffy to just forget about because of how deadly the Grand Line is. Like, he was part of an entire pirate armada and they got decimated. Meanwhile, Usopp is drunk off his goddamn ass. Mm-hmm. Like a certain somebody Me in his call. Hello. Usopp, that makes two of us. What, one more uh, stout and Austin will be doing that instead of recording with us. Look at uh, for, him go. Ob- obviously, since this is a podcast, uh, he, he's like dancing. He, he's drunk, wearing, wearing some shades. I'm surprised it's not in the socks and underpants doing risky business. <laughs> oh, God, I get it. Ugh. And now we get oh. to my favorite scene of one of my favorite scenes of this uh, series where Zoro and Nami have a moment and Zoro really wants to know what Nami's thinking. It's like, all right, you know what? I'm tired of uh, of all this. Here, let's play a game. You t- uh, I, I guess something about you. And if I'm wrong, I have to drink. But if I'm right, you do. Vice versa. And then that's how they get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Zoro guesses yeah, Zoro, Zoro, Zoro guesses makes it a drinking game. Of course he makes it a drinking game. He's like, no matter what, he's gonna drink anyway. Is it's like I bet you come from a rich village and have a ton of freaking friends. And she's like, Nope, I come from a small village and have no friends. And then Zoro's <laughs> like, I don't see a downside to that, I get to drink. Yeah, I remember in the manga we just spent the chapters just went through uh Nami can really hold her liquor. Yeah, there's a there's a later. Well, they might adapt that in season two, so let's not dive too much into that. But there is a scene where, like Nami, she outdrinks an entire town. Oh wow! Huh? And oh, so talked about his backstory. And she's like, she's like, I bet you had no friends. It's like I had one. You drink. It did, so it didn't matter who was who because they all they both drank because they were both wrong. Yeah, so can't resist a reason to drink. It's like let's just make a game out of it, I guess. And then meanwhile, Garp is munching down on some steak. Ooh, like cool. grandson, like grandfather. Jesus Christ! Oh he just picks up. He yeah. picks up a whole fucking slab. Yeah, he's got Luffy's. No wonder where Luffy got his stomach from. It is interesting though, like because uh, like Garp's favorite food is rice crackers. I'm surprised they didn't adapt that, but I guess they needed to make the connection a bit easier than that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, I, I imagine if Garp wasn't marching down on rice crackers, it would be just straight up meat. Mm-hmm. And this this is where uh, Kobe uh, confronts Garp about the hypocrisy of the seven warlords of the sea. Or if you're an anime purist who doesn't like translation, Shichi Bukai. It's the seven warlords of the sea. <laughs> Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Our shit-shun. Oh, wait, that almost came out like, have a shit-shun. 
Not that's something the judge from our Phoenix Wright playthrough would say. <laughs> Have a shit son. <laughs> what wow. do you do it from instead your of, ass? Instead of pulling, instead of uh, handing him a glass, he hands him a toilet. He instead of handing me a glass, you plant me a place to put my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh god! Please watch her god. finish right playthrough. Anyway, oh. moving on. Okay. And and the, so then Gar Garp, Austin, I think you're too drunk to do this now. Yeah. So Garf, uh, says Garf that, uh, is he is he Vice Admiral Garfield now? Garf. Garf says that. <laughs> it's okay as long as he can live with it and they have to make sacrifices in order to get where he is so yeah Kobe basically is like, is like isn't like I thought the Marines were all about justice but you turns out you're just like every other corrupt organization that says they're about justice it's like listen uh, being a Marine is all about, all about your code of justice and if you want to be a proper Marine the question you have to ask yourself is whether you want to live with that hypocrisy or not it's like do you want to know why I stayed as a vice admiral because I was promoted, I was offered the, the fleet admiral position, but you know what? I didn't take it. It's because I wanted my freedom. And if I was fleet admiral, I'd be doing what they say. And then Kobe's and just used to think about the that. Ball and damn, how many drinks has Usopp had? I can answer you that. And uh, I can answer that to you in a way that's not numerical. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, he's running his mouth off. With more tall tales about how he destroyed how, a bunch of marines, but uh, get a, get a gander at who he's telling those stories to. Oh, Mihawk! Yeah, good job. Uh, Usopp apparently. Well, he doesn't, doesn't know who that is. It, like this, yeah. this, this is all dramatic irony. He has no idea. We do. Dramatic irony, son. He's like, oh, tell me about this Luffy. It's like, oh yeah, um. He was my captain. He's really amazing. It's like I'd surely like to meet him. And it's like, oh yeah, let me let me go have let me go introduce y'all. Hey, this is my new best friend. Uh, I don't think I got your name. And then and then uh, Mihawk asks which one's Luffy. But then Zoro takes one look at Mihawk and gets very oh. interested. Yeah, he instantly recognizes Mihawk. And and. Uh, uh, and, and, and yeah, Mihawk is uh, basically like, it's like if you hand over Luffy and there won't be any trouble, and Zoro's like, oh, there'll be trouble. And but, yeah, Zoro's been following his uh, career for a long, long time. And, and he says, you know yeah. what? Tomorrow, yeah. I challenge you to a duel. And I'm going to win and murder your ass. Oh, damn. Uh, I remember so, how. So remember, Zoro's dream is to become the world's greatest swordsman. Right now, that is considered to be Dracula Mihawk. So naturally, this is what this is what he would decides to do. Mm-hmm. So he decides to take on this Dracula Mihawk tomorrow morning. Ooh, damn. And then Mihawk and accepts his challenge and uh <laughs> the, the straw try to talk him out of it. Yeah, under one condition. If he loses, he has to hand over Luffy. And if I guess oh. he, I guess if it, well, Zoro tends to win and kill him, so then there won't be a there won't be a condition if he mm -hmm. kills him. Like, oh, like my God, the actor they chose to pick Mihawk, like he is to the yeah. letter what he looks like. Yeah, even got those eyes. You know, there's like a prevailing theory that people say that he's a vampire in the actual uh, in the uh, in the story.
His name is his name is Dracula. What 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 else? What, is it? There's nothing else that can give it away. Well, Christine, your favorite arc of One Piece already dealt with the supernatural and the undead, so uh, that would have been their opportunity to do that if he was. My uh, my can't favorite wait to arc. See that one. Um, it's the one. I'm being sarcastic. You tell me how much you don't like that one. Okay. Oh yeah, Luffy's breaking dishes. Yeah, that does add like, more to his debt. He goes like, look, you suck at your job, but at least you do what you're told. You're fucking bad at it, but you do what you're told. And then yeah. then Luffy confronts Zeph and says, you know what? You're really holding him down by being here in this kitchen. He wants to find the all blue, and you're just keeping him here. Oh, yeah, and Luffy uh, lets you slip that Shanti cooked for the pirate that was here. Keen. I got it right. Please tell me I got it right. No, but it doesn't matter because you never see it seriously again. But then uh, Usopp comes running in and is like, hey, um, Zoro basically wants to fight a uh, fight he cannot win. Yeah, and they're hoping Luffy will talk him out of it, but uh, he did the ex- he says he can't uh, uh, hold him back. Yeah, uh, and Zoro Luffy doesn't uh, does not agree to stop Zoro because it's like, look, this is your dream. This is what you want to do. Who am I to stop you from doing that? Yeah. And then Zoro and Nami just go back. Uh, well, Z- Luffy does think is like, you know, maybe it shouldn't be. Uh, maybe it's not a good idea. And then, but then Zoro says, when you found me tied up on that cross, what did what did you say to me? <laughs> but but after Luffy goes through a couple of other things, he did not. <laughs> he shouldn't have remembered. He said, oh, yeah, you made a promise to become the world's greatest swordsman. Yeah, and currently Mihawk is that, so I have to beat him to take that title. And so that just means the Zoro doubles down. Mm-hmm. And, and Hanami isn't too happy about Luffy taking Zoro's side because it's his dream. Yeah, that'd be like uh, someone telling him that he can't be king of the pirates. Like, As dangerous as it is, it's basically the same thing. It would also be like telling Nami, like, hey, don't make a map of the world. True. Oh, but then we get probably one of the most important lines oh. in the scene. It's like, it's like, why do you care whether or not I fight him? And then Nami says, but because you're my friend, you idiot. It's like, huh, I remember you telling me you only you didn't have any friends. And then that's where the conversation ends. Mm-hmm. So Nami ain't happy about that one bit. And then we get to the scene. Probably, oh. well, first Usopp's <laughs> puking in a bucket, which if you're not careful, yeah. Austin, you'll be doing too. I I don't think I threw off of alcohol yet. I might have gotten drunk enough to compare beer bellies, but so far, no vomiting. What about, what about when we went to go see Mario? Oh shit, I forgot all about that. Yeah, uh, and then you dropped your mask in the turlet. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe I did that. Oh shit! Yeah, you didn't remember until I brought it up again. <laughs> I'm a clutch. I'm even more of a clutch when I'm drunk. And then, then Nami sees this as an opportunity to just fucking run away already. Uh, she's, she's like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going. I'm, I'm hopping on that ship. But I guess she gets second thoughts for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the scene where Zoro confronts Mihawk in front of the Baratier. Oh, uh, yeah, this was an amazing fight. And the reason it was amazing, it was because with some exceptions, it was basically how the fight goes down. 
like down to some of the lines, the sword swings. It was all basically this, uh, the same thing. It's just the key difference is Mihawk wasn't sent here by the Marines. Mihawk was just happened to be in the area and he was taking a nap. Taking a nap on his uh, boat. Oh, yeah. And this line they pulled directly from the manga where he like, instead of pulling out his big sword, he pulls out the little tiny knife. He's like, what's that? Yeah, I'm at, what's that I hear for a sword fight? He's like, I don't hunt rabbits with a cannon. Yeah. And don't take offense to that. I'm no bunny. I don't love my mom with my dad. Fuck but... you! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> here comes you tell us, Christine. Here comes Roro Norizoro hopping down the Barati Trail. Hippity hoppity, <laughs> Mihawk's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so... Yes, and I thought. Yes, I thought of that right on the fly as I was saying it. Yeah, despite the Mihawk's puny blade, he's doing a good job holding off sorrow. Yeah, he's hot, he's holding him off with a knife no bigger than his finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a, just another testament to how great the fight choreography is in this. <laughs> And it's not edited like most action movies where it's a cut every punch or swing, which I fucking despise. No. <laughs> and. Oh, yeah, this is good. Sorry, I'm just. Mes being mesmerized. Yeah, like, it, it's <laughs> like there's not much more we can say. Like, like the, the fight goes on, but uh, Zoro is. Zoro, to give him credit, he's holding his own, but. uh. He's up. He's up oh, against. Oh yeah. Yeah. He takes one stab to the uh, the 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 chest with mm -hmm. the little tiny knife, and it stops him dead in his tracks. And then he yeah, and Mihawk, and Mihawk he, asks him, "Why? Why haven't you run? Why aren't you running? Why aren't you running?" And, and so he says he can't. Otherwise, his stream would be lost forever. It's like it's like. I I intend to become the world's greatest swordsman. That means I defeat you. Yeah, Mikok does have to give so props for being brave, despite knowing he's gonna die. He he could die. Yeah, but Zoro refuses to. Uh, he refuses to uh, go down and show his back. And then we get to the big line of the of of the scene, which of course is Zoro's. Oh, actually, hold on. First, he has to attempt this. He attempts his uh, finishing move from One Piece Grand Battle. Oh, shit. That, that's where it's from? No, well, it's from the manga, but I, I've been playing a lot of Grand Battle Rush, the Japanese version of the PS2 game, and uh, this is his finisher in that. Except in, the, except in the video game, it actually works. So for those of you uh, uh, listening, uh, he takes uh, he puts the sword back in his mouth, spins them, and does the three thousand worlds attack, and they clash and in tr a true samurai Akira Kurosawa style. But this is like pause, but his swords oh, it's all about one shatter. Yeah, the water Ichimonji is uh, is fine, but the other two they're um, they're done. They're just nothing but sticks now. But instead of falling over in despair, Zoro stands up and faces uh, uh, Mihawk with his arms out, and then he's like, "What? What are you doing?" And he says, "And he says the this is the line, the iconic line that scars in the back are a swordsman's shame." And he just puts his arms out, 
and basically just tells him hit me and then uh <laughs> mihawk goes okay bet and slices him across the chest Oh. Another interesting touch. Like Nami and Usopp are like holding hands in fear. And then Nami starts doing that to Luffy too. Yes, yes, feed the ship. Feed the ship. <laughs> huh? Oh. And, and then yeah, Zoro Zorro... goes down as that slash across the chest. Yeah, so if you've seen him in the art where he has like a big giant scar on his bare chest, this is where I got it from. The more you know. And then before Mihawk leaves, he asks Luffy what his goal is. And he, you know, he says, I'm going to find the One Piece and I'm going to become King of the Pirates. And then he's like, well, that's a bigger goal than his. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, he says that goal is even more dangerous than facing him. And because... He can't help but find be impressed by Luffy and Zoro's dream. He decides uh, not to uh, uh, turn Luffy, bring Luffy into the Marines or, or kill Zoro. Yeah, he's like, hey, you might not be worth the money. I'm going to just go back and take a nap. Peace. He doesn't say that, but I know I know uh, <laughs> manga Mihawk. He he'll get back in like his little creepy Castlevania chair boat uh, ship and with the with the green candles and just go out to take a nap. And then Zoro gives delivers his other iconic line before passing out, where he says, "From now until I uh, beat him, I swear never ever to lose ever again." Do you understand me, Captain? And Luffy agrees, and then Zoro passes out. Mm. Which ends the episode. And yeah, that's the end. That No, it's the end of episode five. Oh, the end of the episode five. Which, honestly, no, I, I don't know about you guys, but this might, this might be, if not the, one of the best episodes of the first season. Like... Not oh, just hell yeah, just for the fight alone. Not not just because it's one-to-one, well, not entirely one-to-one with the original manga, but like, man, like... Even when adapt like, it, like this, this this proved to me that One Piece can be adapted for live action. Like they did this scene almost one to one. Granted, they're not all gonna be like that, but uh, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, so that's episode five. So now let's talk about episode six: the uh, Chef and the Shore Boy. Chef and the Shore Boy. Episode, episode, six. episode six: Chef and the Shore Boy. Chef and the Chore Boy. God damn. <laughs> Anyway, Zoro's on deathbed. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, so Zoro is, um, you know, as they put it in the Princess Bride, mostly dead. Uh, and Luffy is like, Luffy's made to contend with his choices. He's just staring as his friend is just dying. Like, this is the most introspective Luffy's been, I think, uh, so far. He's just spacing out. But then Nami says, you need to go back to the Bride and find like a doctor or something. It's like, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, Nami. We're not going to meet that reindeer till like the next season. It's like, no, find a doctor on the, uh, the Bradier. Oh, right. Doctor, a Bradier. You got it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Chef and, uh, Sanji are still, uh, up to the old, uh, shit. Calling each other uh, shitheads and eggplant. Or shit. Crap geezer. No, I think they go with shit in the Netflix show. They just go 
So then uh, Sanji's uh, trying to cook while it was uh, Zef is under his uh, is just you know hovering over him like a like an annoying helicopter parent. And that's when uh, mm-hmm. Luffy comes in and asks for help uh, with um, with Zoro. It's like Zoro's dying, and we we need a doctor. It's like uh, he's bleeding everywhere all over the ship, and it's like. And he's like, my friend's dying. Please help. And then was it? Well, the nearest doctors in the Konomi Islands is like, this will take you about a couple days. But then Sanji, having no medical ex- expertise, but he probably like knows some remedies, uh, starts getting to work. But then Zeph, al- Zeph also relents eventually. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things, yeah, he, one I- of the things he requests is a yellow tail, which. I- Apparently, and uh, you know, first we get our title uh, drop with Sanji's uh, kind of um, insignia. It's just missing his hair. So then Zeph comes in to inspect uh, the body. Well, it's not the body yet. He's mostly dead. He's not dead yet. Um, inspect Charlie's wound, you mean? Yeah, and then he cuts open a yellowtail and then like, slices up the pieces and put it over the wounds to, uh, to sterilize. Which, fun fact... My grandmother is a retired nurse, and I asked her about that yellowtail thing and asked her if that's a real thing, and she said it is. Oh wow! So what he's doing? I I, I wasn't sure. I was like, I was like, is this like just a plot? Is this just like a MacGuffin plot device that they were just doing just because they obviously didn't have a doctor? No, this is a real thing. He saw, sews him up, and then gave puts fish skin on him to, uh, you know, close the uh, the wound up. It is yeah, it is an old seaman's trick. And my grandmother, retired nurse, said, Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, but still uh, so lost a lot of blood and he chef wants him it might be too late. Hey. You got one foot in the grave and the other foot uh in the real world. So uh it's like, you know, do, do what they do with people that are um you know, that are comatose. You talk to them, tell them stories, sing to them, whatever. I know a song we could sing them, but it's uh, it would spoil uh, cha- hundreds of chapters for Austin. Mm. And then oh, and back on Garp's oh, ship, yeah, Mihawk Garp is, is just not too happy about Garp, uh, about Mihawk return second, empty-handed. Yeah. Once again, I'm drunk. And then he asks where's Luffy. He's like, um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I let him go, and then they get into an argument, which ends with Garp. Uh, uh, basically, uh, wrecking his room. <laughs> it's like no Luffy and uh, uh, and uh, no bounty make Garp go something something go crazy. Don't mind if I do. And he wrecks his room. Uh, that was that was my favorite Triage of Hall episode. And that that's where oh, we yeah. made points to after. It's like I don't know Garp. You underestimate him. He might be the one to find the One Piece before yeah, that's when, he, uh, before Cody, that he does go goes crazy and doesn't mind if he does. And Cody was over here and all of that, and that's when he finds out that Garp is Luffy's grandfather. And oh, oh yeah, because yeah. like, he didn't. He just straight up didn't tell him. That's right. We, we we haven't gotten we haven't covered these episodes yet, so like we haven't gotten to where he found that out. And then Garp's just like. I'll take my dinner in the dining room. Dining room. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah, and uh, Luffy is trying to keep himself distracted by cleaning shows. Only sword he has left now. 
The Wano Ichi Monkey. Oh. Ichi Monkey? He, he he says the name wrong. Oh, yeah. The Wadi Ichi Monkey. I, I, oh, yeah. Well, I was making a cheeky reference to the arc in the manga that just finished. Hmm. He says, like, I'm cleaning it because, like, you know, he said this was his special one, and it's also the one yeah, that he... Yeah, that's so... It's the only the one, one he has now. Friend. Well, he doesn't know that. He just knows it's special to him. Yeah. He really likes rice balls covered in chocolate and probably dirt. And Luffy still hold on to hope that so uh, oh will make it. Well, they all are because, like, you know, they just watch somebody that they care about um, basically take on the world's greatest swordsman unprepared. Well, he was prepared, but he just he was just biting off more than you can chew. And then that's when um, Sanji uh, has a heart-to-heart with Luffy with Usopp listening. It's like, you know, when you're a captain, you have to make really tough calls. And sometimes that might not be the call you want to make, but the one you have to make. And he drops that Zeph was once a pirate. Um, he was once Redleg Zeph, because he was named after that, because that's what his uh, feet looked like when he was done killing them. And Luffy inquires, oh, um, well, were you on the same crew or something? No. <laughs> and then we get to, we get the flashback uh, to when Sanji was on a passenger ship and he was a uh, he was trying to make a he was trying to make a a five star dishes on like a one star uh, Mariner boat. <laughs> He's like, you, you ain't gonna make making shit like that on this boat. It's like, well, when I get to the all blue, <laughs> he still thinks the all blue is real. <laughs> And I, I think this is that, I think this is also the kid from that one Netflix show with the, the kid that had antlers. I don't remember the name of it, but I think that's the same kid. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. They can finish that synergy. Well, it's probably the same casting. Well, hopefully that kid uh, doesn't have to be on the picket line. Well, who knows? While we're recording, that may be ending. Oh, yeah. This is when they're attacked by uh, pirates, particularly Chef and his crew. I think they're more of a brown. Uh, that Well, that would be unfortunate if it was, but it is definitely red. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then that's when uh, Zeph goes into the kitchen, uh, starts tasting it, going, needs oregano. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sanji ain't too happy about that. Uh, oregano's for savages. I fucking resent that. I put oregano on my hoagies. Red pepper fakes for me. Pepper and oregano. I do both. And and before uh, you call me whiter oh, than that oh, dish oh. he was making, uh, he th- he threatens Sanji, and then Sanji is, is, is like, "Kill! Uh, you can't kill me. I'm, I I need to find the all blue." And then that catches Zeph's attention. It's like, "What does a little eggplant like you know about the all blue?" And then the uh, boat catches on more water and it sinks. And then. My, Man, I think the Baradier, uh, despite some of the major changes, the stuff that they kept, it was basically one-to-one how they handled it in the manga. Like, now we have Sanji and Zef on a desolate rock that's raised above the water with no way down. Well, there's a way down, but there's no way up if you go down that way. Mm-mm. And it's like, there's You're no... The only survivors. No, no food. Well, there's a little bit of food. Uh, no survivors, no ship. No, nothing. They just sit on a desolate rock. Oh, there's the part there. There's the there's the ship, but then you ain't going anywhere on that. And then uh, it's just like, well, when are we getting off? What are we gonna do? It's like we're gonna sit here and wait till the sun bleaches our bones. And then Zef hands Sanji a 
this very small bag of food while Zef takes a bigger bag. He's like, why do you have the bigger bag? Because I'm a bigger person than you. I need to keep my strength while we, I find a boat. Now get on your side. <laughs> Go on the other side look for a ship. Yeah, and uh, oh, I remember you said that the anime took some liberties. Oh, well, we can't get... I'm not going to get to that just yet. Well, wait till right. this uh, this scene goes on some more. Well, actually, you know what? Because I don't want to make this episode too long. We'll just... Uh, well, basically, uh, Sanji and Zeph just stay out of each other's way uh, for about several days. I think it was like 38 or something. Uh, yeah, like... <clears throat> he, uh, he eats all his food, but then he has to resort to drinking like the rainwater from like the <clears throat> little uh, puddle pocket on the rocks. I mean... Now do what you can to survive, and you you ain't you ain't shit without water for several days, and then eventually, uh, Sanji runs out of food, so it's uh, he doesn't eat moldy bread anymore, and then, then he goes starts to go nuts, and he says, "You know what? The old man has twice as much food. I'm gonna kill him and take it," and then he heads over to uh, Zeph's uh, side, and then finds out he didn't have any food. That big bag was all the treasure. Oh, and so. How did Chef manage to survive for more than a month without any food? He ate his leg. Yeah! Like, he, holy shit, that was talk. He took a rock and chopped his leg off. Man, Survivor really does cost you an arm and a leg, but I guess you got it for half price. <laughs> oh, damn it, really? God damn it, John. Really? God damn So now I can address uh, the point that Austin made earlier. In the anime, like, the Netflix show is now more faithful to the manga than the anime is, because the anime changed this. In the, the One Piece anime, uh, when Zeph and Sanji go underwater, uh, Sanji started to sink to the, uh, to the bottom, and Zeph goes after to save him, but he gets his leg, uh, he, uh, he gets caught in, he gets his leg caught in, like, an anchor chain, and then... Uh, or no, he gets caught in some debris and can't get out. So then he uses the chain of an anchor to wrap it around his leg, and he uses that to like pull on it and chop his leg off that way. Then he goes down and saves him. In the manga and the Netflix mm. show, he just eats it. Mm. And then, and you, why would he uh, eat it so naked and give Sanji all the food? Because For it's high in fiber. Kid, he doesn't know. <laughs> oh damn! Wow, babe, it's wow. high in protein and fiber. So why make a big sacrifice for a kid he doesn't know? Because of his dream. They both said the same dream of finding the all blue. And he doesn't want... And let's see. And if anyone... And if he's too old and... Or rather he's not going to survive. He wants that kid to find it. And uh, I'm going to say this right now. If this show doesn't get nominated for some sort of Emmy or something. For this scene... I'm going to be right pissed. Like, I think this is probably the most moving scene in the entire, one of the most moving scenes in the, in the entire season. I'm, I nearly forgot about a scene that we're going to talk about in a next episode, actually. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then we, we cut back to the present where, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, can you understand having someone lose a limb to save your life? And then Luffy's like, yeah, actually I can. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like I said, uh, saving someone you care about really does cost an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. So Sanji insists that that uh, because of uh, what Chef did for him, he's indebted to him, no matter how much he hates working at the restaurant. 
And then Nami is reading Tesoro. But the story she's reading knocked me over the fucking head. Like, I don't even believe they did this deep cut this early. Okay, Austin. The story she's reading to him is an actual story in the manga from a arc that you and I will not be covering for probably another couple of years. Oh, seriously? It's from the Skypiea arc. It's the Nolan the Liar legend. Nolan Liar Skypiea. Skypiea is the arc that uh, Funimation started dubbing after the four kids dropped the license. Uh, is that the one with the like uh, Eminem lookalike? Yeah, well, the the, the Nolan the Liar fable is introduced in Jaya, the short arc before it. Mm-hmm. You, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. For those of you, those of you still listening to uh, that are only listening to the uh, live action, um, as of recording, Austin's still in the middle of Little Garden. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as Nami reiterates that sometimes when you're the captain, you have to make tough decisions. And then Luffy probably has like says like the most character like like one of his best lines in this episode is why does everybody keep saying that like he like that's where i can tell the weight of responsibility is finally coming down on him like 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 I, i've had moments like that myself where like i was like why does everyone keep saying i don't understand like he generally doesn't understand the responsibility he's taking on and he's just like you don't understand he's very likely going to die why didn't you stop him and it's like I would do anything to have him back, but I also did not want to stand in the way of his dream. And then Nami tries to, says, like, you know, we have dreams, but we outgrow them. It's like, no, we don't. Are you sure about that? Don't you have one? Yeah, right now, for a show not to die on the bed. That's a want, not a dream. Yeah. And That's- Nami, uh, yeah, oh, she says, now I think I should follow her dreams and implications. Yeah, I remember some of the implications throughout this entire season. Yeah, it's just laid in the seeds. Close to them. So then uh, we cut back to Garp's ship where uh, uh, Kobe's cleaning up the mask. And it's like, ah, so you heard that Luffy's my grandson. It's like, I I spent years trying to make him the proper Marine. No matter what I did, he resisted me. Uh, no matter what I did, and apparently that's the reason why he's so hell bent on following Luffy and capturing him. Yeah, and, wh- and why he thinks of Kobe as an exemplar of that because he he sees uh, this, uh, him as the grandson that he wishes he had, which I think is both sad but also a little bit uplifting at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe reassures him, "Is like you know." Part of the reason that he's like this is because you're trying to make him into something he's not. It's like, no matter what you would have done, he wants to be a pirate and he, he truly, truly definitively wants that more than anything. And no matter, and you standing in that way, it just makes him one of the more. And then that's where, and that's, that's where, that's where Garf's like, huh? So I was too easy on him. All right. Time to be even harder. Outside this, yeah, the the, hall. and then we and then we get probably my one of my favorite exchanges between the two. It's, it's like, so what you just saying? I just let him be a, a damn fool pirate. It's like, would that really be the worst thing? But then more trouble brews, and here's the where the manga really where they really deviate from the manga, yeah, because uh, we see some big fish, certainly, swimming its way to Baratai, Baratier. Thank you for correcting uh, yourself. And they 
And uh, I was half finding the fish. They were fish men. Along in his uh, crew. Minus one of them. And then, uh, and and then the the, the uh, apparently that's what they reveal. It's a, the the uh, fishman uh, waiter was of course a fishman, and he's like, "How can I serve you, serve?" Huh. And then that's where, um, and and then the the, the uh, waiter says, "You know, I, there's no tables for a couple of weeks." It's like, "Oh, I see a table. Really, where this right here?" And he picks up, <laughs> rips a guy off of the uh, one table. Yeah, like jam. So Arlong and his uh, uh, Arlong Chu and Karubi have arrived at uh, Baratier, which I will again stress, but I won't stress too much. Never happened in the manga. Arlong never even set foot out of Arlong Park, and uh, that's when Zeph comes out and is like, "You know what? If you don't cause any trouble, you can have whatever you want for free." It's like, it's like any meal you want off the uh, off the menu. He's like, "I already have a meal," <laughs> pointing to the meal that he's just stole from that one guy, and he's like, "I'll tell you what." I know Monkey D. Luffy is here, and I want you to bring him to me before I finish my meal. Because if you don't, the rest of the people in this restaurant are going to be my dessert. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah, and Chef is pretending he doesn't know who he's talking about. Straw Hat Luffy? What name so? And... Oh, wait. Why am I not... Uh... Um, yeah, and eventually, uh, Luffy it eventually confronts him, I believe. Well, first, uh, uh, Usopp uh, informs uh, Luffy of what's going on after uh, uh, after Luffy's been inspecting uh, Zoro's. Uh, I want to say corpse, but he's not. He's mostly dead. Remember, mm, Princess Bride. He's unconscious. He's mostly dead. Remember, you just really have faith in him, John. I, I didn't say that he was dead. I said he was mostly. Did you not watch The Princess Bride? Am I, are me and Christine the only ones? It's been a while, okay? It's was, been a while. I was going to say, me and Christine are really the only, are the only ones. And then, not, well, Nami's the first one that warns, like, oh, the Arlong Pirates are here. We need to go the fuck out. They're, they're after you and they're after the map. And they're going to tear the place apart as, uh, if Zeph doesn't hand you over. But then that's where the rest of the Straw Hats and Sanji at this point um, decide, no. They're here because of me. We're going to kick them out ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, Luffy and Chanchi ain't planning on running at all. Nope. I think that guy that Arlong confronts is actually in the manga too, but I just don't remember. Yeah. He he, he looks familiar. Yeah, and Arlong is where he boasts about how fishmen are superior to humans. Another thing from the manga. Yeah, that he's racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Duke of Pirates. No, that's not. No, Arlong's not that kind of racist. We haven't gotten into like, look, Arlong. Get, don't get me wrong. He is one hundred percent specious or racist, whatever you want to say. But it's not grounded in like white supremacy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they do bring this up in the show, so I can talk about it a little bit because it's part of like Arlong's whole character arc and all that. But um, yeah. Um, they don't get into like the why that stuff is uh, is why he's like that until much later in the manga. But a familiar face hops out of a bag. Oh, uh, in this case, a uh, head. Buggy the clown. Which Luffy still doesn't get his name right. Yeah. Because uh, well, it's a running gag. Like every time Luffy confronts Buggy, Buggy asks, "Hey, do you remember me?" And Luffy goes, "No." Yeah. 
It turns and out Buggy, Buggy has literally been the ears to everything that they've been going on. And that, that's how they were able to track him. He kept his ear in his hat. Yeah, which was real sneaky. And yeah, also I, I like weird. Yeah, I like that touch. How they just embrace the weirdness of One Piece. And... Oh, yeah, back in the dark red bag. No, not so dark red city. <laughs> oh, that got the delivery on that was really fucking funny. He's like whining like a child. And then Arlong proposes to Luffy. He's like, look, I'll, I'll forgive you and all these people if you bow down to me and serve my kingdom. He's like, no. It's like, I serve no man. I'm not a man or fish. <laughs> and Arlong says he will be king when he gets... It's the map to the Grand Line. I will be king. Stick with me and you'll never be enslaved again. And then Zeph tries to oh, shoot him from behind. Oh, but uh, no. uh, Shark Skin, not exactly one for being punctured by bullets. And then a Karubi. Bullets don't work, John. And then Karubi breaks Zeph's uh, peg leg and knocks him down. And that's when Sanji springs into action. Also, again, he he's doing his own stunts here. This is not... A stuntman. Damn. All right, Austin, I, I've talked a lot. You, uh, you can take over for some reason. Unless, yeah, you're, unless you're too drunky. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the... Uh... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Usopp hiding behind the table, under the table. Uh-huh. And that Manta guy just makes quick work of Sanji. Karubi's the, the one with Karubi. the... And then Chu is the one with like the, the big lips. He doesn't have his big kisser fish lips, though. He just, but he does have just giant lips. And Arlong's nose is not nearly as long. But that probably would... I, I, I think they said in that interview, it's like, well, if we made it as long as it was in the manga, it would probably fall off from the weight. <laughs> yeah, Luffy tries punching Arlong, but it doesn't seem to do much. And then and no. Oh, yeah, he's... So far, he's just making... He's not... I'm absolutely showing any signs of slowing down against Luffy. Nah. And then he throws him out of the Baradier, literally. Yeah. Uh, and during the fight, I, uh, they continue to talk until you know, someone manages to... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this scene where Nami confesses to a uh, unconscious sorrow. About why she never had any friends. Because they end up getting hurt by her. Yep, and in doing so, she takes the map and kind of says goodbye to him. And then she runs off, um, heading towards the, the ship while Luffy and Arlong are finishing their fight. And then, uh, so th uh, yeah, and then the fight continues. And then, uh, but uh, Arlong manages to uh, get the jump on Luffy, grabs him and threatens to eat him. And But then Nami pulls up and says, don't you know if you wanted to kill him he's got devil fruit powers just let the 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 ocean do it for you and then uh, yeah and that's where she feels that uh see he works for all long yep her tattoo on her left shoulder proves it that's why you never saw her with bare shoulders because she's been hiding that yeah luffy doesn't believe it but nami insists this is true. Even Arlong says that Nami he is her most loyal member. And, and Nami says like, that uh, they have what they need. They should just go. 
Yeah, and then that's when that's also when Nami proposes, just throw him in the ocean. Uh, he'll just drown. And that's exactly what he does. He throws until, him in the ocean yeah. un- until... Yeah, Luffy seems to sink until... Sansi eight- comes out shirtless. <laughs> like, god damn. I mean, I'm still a solo fanboy, but I'm not going to sneeze at Sansi either. No, Taz Skyler is pretty damn hot. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I am not... Like, when I saw him in costume, I'm like, why did they make him so damn cute? Yeah! <laughs> and uh, Luffy... He uh, is coughing up salt water. Yeah. He, and like, he still uh, refuses to accept Nami being part of Arlong's crew all along. And I will pause here for you, the bath for all three of us. Arlong, all along. Just, just admire that screen for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't, don't lie. Don't say that you're not. Oh, yeah, this is when... Uh, yeah, I thought the... I, I kept thinking the episode ended there, and then Garp is addressing the uh, the cadets while wearing the dog hat again. Yeah. And not smoking. Well, I guess the, would the West view smoking a lot differently than Japan does, so of course not. Yeah. And he... That's where he insists that I'm using the full might of the Marine in and the crew to go after Luffy. Like... No holding back this time. And I'm just like, they were holding back? You threw cannonballs with your bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only a matter of time before he th- throws a cannonball three times the size. Mm-hmm. And Austin, you won't be saying that for a while. Ah. But you, you'll, you'll know it when you see it. Okay. And they'll be brought to justice. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's just a powwow saying, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get them. All right, so we then cut back to the destroyed Baradier, where Zeph uh, just picks up the pieces, quite literally, as best as he can, because his peg leg's been destroyed. And then that's uh, uh, they. Uh, he finally has a conversation with Sanji about uh, him being held back here, um, and, and Zeph basically tells uh, Sanji, like, you know, it's like uh, quitting is, uh, is staying here. Even though Sanji says he doesn't want to quit. It's like, I don't want to quit. He's like, well, you're quitting by staying in this restaurant and not going after the all blue. That's why I saved you. Um, yeah, like, turns out Chef, the reason Chef has been so hard on Sanji and making him hate working for him. He wanted him to leave. leave. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's relatable. Um, one of my last jobs literally did that to me. <laughs> They, they, oh wow! Yeah, they 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 treated me poorly on purpose to get me to leave. Jesus Christ! But but Zeph did out of love. Those uh, they did it because they liked the retention uh, uh, rate being high. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and then uh, Luffy finally has uh, has some time to uh, talk to Zoro by himself. He's like, you know. You sure missed another fight. Where guess what? We have something in common now. We both lost to a major pirate. Mm-hmm. You, you'd have loved it though. I sure wish you could be not dead, so we can see. So you, you can, uh, we can have more of those. Yeah, this is when so uh, begins to wake up. Well, and, and Zoro's and Zoro finally wakes up. He's like, "You, you gonna?" Keep talking or let me sleep. 
So this entire time Zoro's been fine. He's just well, I mean, he was recovering. God, how I wish I was in Luffy's place in this scene. He's like, oh, Zoro, you're not dead. Oh, but he presses against this one. He's like, ah, oh, well, now I wish I was. And oh, it's Zoro's like, oh, Zoro's like, oh, I had the craziest dream. The Nami left. You got your ass whooped. She stole the map, and it's all my fault. It's like, huh? Yeah, about that dream. It actually happened, bro. <laughs> And it's like, it's like, but Luffy's being to doubt his abilities as the captain. And uh, Zora said, no, you made the right call. Um, let's go get Nami back. And I'm going to help you do it as your first mate. I vow to stand by your side until I, from now until I become the uh, greatest swordsman. And then, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get ready to set sail. And, but then a certain someone goes room for one more. Yeah, there he is in the outfit. Yeah, they got the cook now. Yep. <laughs> Luffy's like, yes, yeah, we do. I love that delivery so fucking much. Yeah, we do. Come on, let's go. So, yeah. well, no, we do not have the full crew yet. We're still short one uh, tangerine haired uh, lass. Mm-hmm. Your white fool. Goddamn right. And then they yeah. set sail. And then they, they all ask each other, but we don't know where Nami is. We don't have any way of reaching her. It's like, oh, actually, hold on. First, um, we get an adaptation of like, one of the best uh, uh, goodbye scenes uh, in One Piece where Zeph said, uh, sends, sends him off. And Zeph tells him, hey, keep your feet dry. Which took me decades to realize he's telling him, hey, don't get blood in your shoes like I did. Wow! Oh my god, seriously? I th- I'm pretty sure that's what he means. Because remember, he was he was red leg Zeph because they named him that because his shoes were always covered in blood. God damn. It took me decades to find that out. I was oh like, why God. I was like, why does he keep his- I'm like, oh, <laughs> And then when the Netflix show adapted that, that's when I realized, oh my god. Yeah, this, this scene was emotional in the original. It's like, it's like I'll never forget you, Zeph, you piece of shit. And then they set sail. So, back to what I was saying earlier. They're all talking to each other. It's like, you know, we have no fucking clue where Nami is. Uh, and Nofi's like, yeah, but I know somebody who does. Yeah. Someone left an important asset behind. Or rather, ma- ma- maybe not maybe not an asset, but a head. It, it's Buggy. I don't have... Yeah, they got Buggy's head. <laughs> and, but, and Buggy showing his real crush to the clowns to go, hi, guys. <laughs> and that's that's episode six. Yeah, and they took a lot of liberties with this one, but uh, they really made it work. Yeah, the th- the stuff, even the stuff that I don't think really worked, like that, that that didn't mesh with like adapting the manga, like they they took the liberties, and I th- I feel like they really worked. Uh, obviously, because Oda okayed it, and honestly, I think they were actually really really well done. Like, um, I like the, having Don Creek serve as fodder for Mihawk really showed how powerful it was. It wasn't enough that you had him cut their ship in half, which he also did. Um. 
Yeah. Actually, Christine, you haven't said much. You you tell me what you thought of this, this batch of episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Austin. Okay. I'm sorry. It is. It's kind of late at night, so I'm kind of and I'm also just kind of chewing on the episodes a little. Yeah, the uh, how yeah, they uh, definitely uh, got uh, pushed aside the last moment from the East Blue Arc uh, to the side, thankfully, but they still kept a lot of am- amazing things and executed them very well, like uh, Zoro's fight against Mihawk, uh, the back Shanti's backstory with uh, Zeph was just immaculate, of, yeah, amazing. It was immaculately and, done. And one change I didn't mind was Arlong and his crew showing up at the Baratai. Yeah. Ratier, fuck. Wow. Uh, when Austin's drunk, he corrects himself. <laughs> when he's sober, I have to do it for him. <laughs> uh, I'm a contradiction. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm with Austin on this one. Um, uh, I can sense that um, they knew that Don Creek's not a uh, super popular villain. Like he really is like the weakest of the least blue villains, and he was relegated to be as such. Um, I did like that they appreciate. Like, look, we're not going to give you the Don Creek saga, but we'll at least show you off Don Creek himself. Give him his uh, uh, one poster thing. We'll show Pearl's dead body next to him. <laughs> and uh, Gein still has this scene where he gets a free rice meal. After panicking, but then he just kind of fucks off after that, which I thought is uh, okay. <laughs> Even though, because remember, he originally goes back to Don Krieg and tells them, but like he doesn't have a Don Krieg to go back to. He kind of has like a a dead Krieg. Like, and then, uh, yeah, and I absolutely love the in- inclusion of Buggy being an unwilling uh, eyes and ears for Arlong for tracking down Luffy, especially with how his ear was just hiding in Luffy's hat the whole time. Yeah, that was I, pretty great. Yeah. Hmm. And so I'm just a little too tipsy right now. And the, the, the fight choreography in general was like, like getting oh, the, most definitely, especially <laughs> in that sword fight. Like, that, that plus Ty Skyler's fancy footwork, not pun in, fully intended. Uh, yeah, I think that also the, the set for the Baradia is Gorgeous. The sets were gorgeous. Despite the like the highlight was the broad here. Alright, um, anyone else have anything they want to add before we end this episode? Nah, I'm good. Nope. Alright, so next time on Binging the Devil's Fruit Guide, we will just be discussing episodes seven and eight, the very last episodes of One Piece Live Action Season One. Until then, I've been John Mugiwara JM. I'm Chad Peanut. Christine! <laughs> what? Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and remember, uh, when binging the devil's fruit, it's better to take your time consuming it and enjoy it without. Because if you don't, you might uh, face near death and might have to have like a piece of that meal that, uh, attached to your skin because you got to cut one. <laughs> Just eat slowly, please. <laughs> Bye.
Bye. Thank you for binging the Devil's Fruit with us today. If you'd like to enhance your binging experience even further, for just $3 a month, not only do you get access to episodes one week before they go live for the public, you also get exclusive access to our commentary tracks for our One Piece anime movie special reviews on our Patreon. The review episodes themselves will always be free to all listeners, but if you want the commentary tracks, that's patreon.com slash superbonusround. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your support.